One in four people surveyed by Bankrate.com say they're literally losing sleep because of worries that they might not have saved enough to retire. If you're ready to get serious about planning for the future, you can start by listening to Retire Texas Style with host Steve Hoyle of the Hoyle Financial Group. Tune in Sunday afternoons at 3 and Tuesday evenings at 6 right here on News Radio KLBJ. And don't forget to visit Steve online at RetireTexasStyle.com. The Todd and Oz Show is live. Get in on the conversation at 512-836-0590. Now, here are Todd and Oz. 903 here on the Todd and Oz Show. And, uh, yeah, you can join us, too, at 512-836-0590. That's not how the economy works, Joe. Yeah, Joe Biden is demanding that supermarkets cut their soaring grocery prices that threaten his re-election, even though reasons for spikes are beyond, uh, you know, store controls. Yeah, Joe Biden has suggested that the supermarkets, your local HEB, should defy the laws of supply and demand and lower soaring prices. Well, it, it threatens his chance of re-election. That's Tell what some mom. of his aides say this morning. He says, well, basically, um, he said in a speech in South Carolina, there's still too many corporations in America ripping people off. Price gouging, junk fees, greedflation, shrinkflation, on and on and on. Americans uh, were tired of being played for suckers. Played that, for suckers. That's what he says. So we're suckers. Yeah. And, uh, well, there you go. Tired of being played for suckers, and that's why we're going to keep these guys and keep on them and get those prices down. It's dangerous when the government starts telling private businesses you have to change your prices, you have to do this, you have to do that. Uh-uh. No, I mean, and again, yeah, it, it, like you said, just defy all logic here. Prices are high because Joe Biden is the kind of president that likes quantitative easing in the printing and the borrowing of money. We've pumped a lot of money into our economy because of COVID and other things. Right. A lot of people had to you know, catch up on their sleep on a couch. And that's why we have inflation. Truckers got a pay raise. Your local butcher got a pay raise. Everybody that works at the HEB has been getting pay raises. And all of those things trickle down to the, to the customer. That's how it works, Joe. Yeah. White House aides, they tell the New York Times that Biden, he was taking aim at supermarkets and, uh, and said that more is to come. A 16% rise in the cost of eggs, milk, and other staples over the past two years. But pressure on so many Americans have uh, complained that they're, they're struggling with the cost of living, despite, as Joe says, our strong overall economy. Prices at supermarkets have been uh, turbocharged by inflation, soaring demand, and supply chain issues. And, uh, well, there you go. <laughs> Prices are out of control, and Joe is blaming HEB. Uh, uh, About 60% of uh, people I saw in a, an Axios survey say they feel very anxious or even angry uh, about uh, the economy, while, especially while shopping for groceries. And based on data from the Bureau of Labor Statistics, uh, you're spending now $125.51 on groceries on what previously would have cost you 100 bucks in December of 2019. Yeah. And, and everything's gotten worse under Joe Biden, I, just, I think it's it's alarming that he's demanding. He he's saying you're being played for suckers, and he's demanding that these supermarkets lower their prices. And then what? Take take a loss? He's trying to gaslight you. Is what he's doing? Of course. A recent poll showed that 35 percent of U.S. adults call the national economy good. Uh, that is an uptick from 30 percent who said uh, late last year, and up uh, from 24 percent from a year ago. Now, while it's an improvement, it still remains uh, lower than uh, Biden already's lower approval rating of 38% in the same survey. Since 2021, food prices have gone up 33.7%. 
Wow. Shelter cost up almost 19%. Energy prices up 33%. Moody's Analytics says Americans spend $211 more a month compared to the same time just last year. I don't know anyone could look at the economy right now and say things are humming. This is a great economy. I, I think I heard somebody at the Fed just yesterday say, oh, you, the, you have to admit, this is a good economy. How, how could anyone say that? Uh, to me, yeah, it, it, it may feel like a good economy for some, but it's a, it's a, it's a manufactured economy. Right, mm-hmm. pumped all this money into the system with no labor behind it. You got a you got a a, a national debt that's approaching thirty five trillion dollars, uh, and and everybody's living off a of credit card. Credit card debt is 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 through the roof right now. Yep, yep. So it's 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 kind of like uh, you know the bill hasn't been the bill hasn't arrived yet. Yeah. Yeah. On the American economy. Yeah. Well, you know, if you got a raise over the past say year or two. And it doesn't feel like it. It's I mean, Americans, according to, to Moody's, they're paying on average $1,020 more every month compared to the same time two years ago. I mean, that's real wages that this stuff is eaten right into. Yeah. And then if you didn't get a raise, now you're just, you know, now you're living on on money that you you no longer have. Mm. It's a tough time. And this, this president is not helping. All right. Jump in. 512-836-0590 here on the Todd and I show. We uh, love to get your thoughts on that. I mean, I, everybody's paying more at the grocery stores. Heck, meat prices have gone through the roof, man, big time. You just you know, just go to your local barbecue place, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, and Joe Biden said, uh, well, he said, well, we had some good December numbers, and uh, you know, for the economy, tighten that is or touting that as a uh, you know a sign that Bidenomics works. Let's talk a little bit about the this gang of illegal immigrants that jumped those cops on the streets of New York City. Those cops are going to be fine, but they're back out on the streets. Yeah. Uh, and a couple of them may have already gotten on a bus, and, and, and they're headed to California. So uh, you folks out in California listening, get ready. Uh, you got some, uh, some troublemakers on the way. But what do you make of this? Because the story is an incredible insult to, the, to, uh, to police. Well, yeah. I mean, they, they, the, the city of New York basically said, we're going to allow a pack of people who they're not from here. They illegally snuck in here. We're going to allow them to physically assault you, beat on you, and we're not going to hold them accountable. I mean, what, like four of them have already gone uh, off to California. They jumped, man. They took off, man. Well, calls to deport uh, these illegal aliens accused of assaulting uh, NYPD police officers is growing. People in New York want these guys gone. There's a lot of anger here, including from the NYPD and New York Governor Kathy Hochul, who suggested the migrants accused of attacking these NYPD officers should be deported. Only one is being held on cash bail. Another suspect wasn't prosecuted because the Manhattan District Attorney's Office says it doesn't have sufficient evidence that he is one of the people involved in this fight. Five of the men were arraigned and released without bail. The DA's office tells Fox prosecutors didn't request cash bail because they need to specify each suspect's role. Yeah, I, I, and you're right. I'm not even sure why this is a, a question. It should have been deported in the first place. They're here illegally. Yeah, and, and and now they have physically assaulted police officers. There there should be no debate. Go find wherever those guys, they hopped in a van and they went across country. Go find them. Go find the rest of them. Shouldn't have let the guys out to begin with to, to flip off the cameras. I mean, you saw how arrogant and brazen they were. Ugh. And it wasn't just the one guy flipping. I think there was another guy Several flipping Several of them. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And they all had smiles on their faces. Well, uh, I agree. Listen, I, I agree. Yeah, they should be deported. The problem is... The border's still wide open. It is. They come right back, right? Now, uh, Fox reporter, uh, Fox contributor Raymond Aurora up in New York on the streets, not too far from where this took place. 
Uh, he went out to talk to some of the residents there on the streets to get their reaction. It was in front of this building on 42nd Street where two cops tried to break up a mob and they were assaulted by illegal aliens who are now out bail free. I decided to ask New Yorkers what should be done in their reaction to the incident. Do you blame President Biden for that? I do. I Why? do. Because the wall was being built. Then it got stopped. Honestly, I think we have to protect the border. We need to know who's here. And I'm a diehard Democrat, and I'm saying that. Your thoughts on who's to blame for this migrant crisis we're seeing in the city? The government. You know why the government is to blame? Because they let them in. And the only way they can get in is through the government. Who do you blame specifically? Um, Joe Biden. Why? I blame Joe Biden because Donald Trump didn't let no migrants in. President Biden. Why? because he's the, the, the border's wide open. There's a guy named Joe Biden. Is that who you blame? Uh, that's, a, that's where everything started about yeah. four years ago. I blame the White House. They could do a heck of a lot more than what they're doing to close the border. The governor here says they should be deported, particularly these guys who attack the cops. Do you support deporting these people? If they don't have the credentials to be able to adapt into society, then deport them back to where right. they belong. They need to go back. They need to get deported. I mean, they're not here illegally. We got to deport them. We got to get rid of them. But I don't know how to do it once they get in here. So we got a mess, don't we? Deport it, or yeah, stop allowing them to come to our city and bringing that they garbage over here. We don't need that. We already got our own system going on. People are already in the shelter for three, four years. It's not fair. They got to leave once somebody else come from somewhere else. All those guys are out. They're 19-year-old Venezuelans beating the cops. They belong deported into their jail in Venezuela. Yeah, there you go. Just some of the folks there on the streets uh, in uh, Manhattan this morning. And they got such leadership over there in New York with Kathy Hochul and Eric Adams. And they all they they all invited this, and now they're acting like victims. We didn't get a chance to go to it earlier, but the uh, the police chief there in uh, in New York was was talking a few minutes ago on Fox, and, and maybe we can grab that audio. Uh, talk, he was talking about this story and. The guy was very emotional. He was almost in tears to this because this is a real shot at morale. This is, well, this is the, uh, well, it, it appears the war on cops by elected leaders, Democrats, continues. It sends a very, very loud and clear message. Let's see. Uh, let's squeeze in uh, David in North Austin this morning. Hey, David. Hey, Dylan. Thank you for having me on. Yes, sir. Um, you know, I, I want to touch on the inflation and it kind of touches on the immigration as well. Um, do we know how many uh People have crossed over in the last three, two, three years. So I guess you guys have a better idea than the numbers. I think it's uh, closing in on $9 million. Uh, $8.6 okay. million since Joe's been in office. $8.6 million. And, you know, I learned early in life that, you know, supply and demand, prices go up when supply is high. So if you get 8.5 million more people in the United States buying eggs, buying milk, buying everything, it's, it's going to raise the prices because demand is so much more higher. It definitely um, raised the price. Things. It definitely raises the price of homes and rents and cars. Those people need a Absolutely. place to live, right? Yeah. 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 So, and also, it's going to fudge the numbers on the economy. Um, I believe that they want more people here, so they spend more money, so the economy looks better. They can say it looks better. So it's it's all, you know, there's a reason for it, um, and they want people here. So uh, think about all the money. Not all of them, you know, contribute into our social security system. But a lot of them do. They give fake social security numbers. They get jobs. They get paid by checks. They pay taxes. Now, you know, they're contributing into our social security system, and they, I believe that they want more people coming in to contribute to that because the Ponzi scheme is running out. 
and it's going to fail. Yeah, so, I, I think it's more it's about going. votes because you, you say they may contribute to the system, but it's just a mere fraction of what the cost is. Uh, with a variety of social service safety nets, uh, it's just a mere fraction. The strain it puts on hospitals, they don't have doctors. They go to emergency rooms, where it's the most expensive for you and me. And they also uh, put a burden on our roads and put a burden on our schools uh, with increased enrollments and things like that. Without paying into it and without paying their fair share. So, you know, we, yeah. the citizens of this country, end up paying for all of them. And, it, yeah. and it, you know, I'm, I'm working, you know, 70, 80 hours a week to survive uh, because everything's more expensive and I'm trying to get ahead. Um, so it, we all pay. We all suffer. Yeah, no doubt. It is 9-18 here on the Todd and Oz Show. You can join us, too, at 512-836-0590. It appears uh, we're being told that the Biden administration has come up with a plan to retaliate uh, in, re in regards to the, you know, that drone attack that killed three of our troops. So, apparently, there is some sort of uh, plan in the making to retaliate. Uh, jump in at 512-836-0590. And in fact, North Dakota Senator uh, Kevin Kramer, he weighed in on this story, losing those three troops there in Jordan at Tower 22. Here's what he had to say on Fox. Right now, our weakness is the very thing that's escalating this war and, 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 and this battle. Yeah, he's making reference to the 160 attacks from the Houthi rebels uh, mm -hmm. against uh, you know our assets. Uh, here's Kevin Kramer again. The swiftness of the response is part of the projection of strength that we need and it's already too late to do it swiftly and the fact that they didn't already have targets in mind in case something like this happened no no joe biden says uh, well he will face the families of the fallen soldiers today uh, as their bodies are expected to return home yeah, the president said he made uh, made up his mind on how to respond uh, in the Middle East, uh, but has not revealed those plans to do so. Uh, he made some phone calls to those families, too, to, uh, I guess, console those families that lost their loved ones. Three different families. Yeah, yeah. He was on the uh, on the phone with the parents of uh, Specialist Kennedy uh, Kennedy Sanders, mm -hmm. uh, lost her life in the that uh, drone strike there. And sort of insinuated you know he was I, I guess he was trying to relate with with the family and sort of insinuated that his own son also died in iraq mm. he uh it's not true bo died of a brain cancer right yeah so he goes on to say uh he says uh uh he says i i uh there it is okay so i'll tell you this this means a lot to me uh my son spent a year in iraq that's how i lost him Insinuating, and it's not at all the same thing. And he goes on to say, well, you know, my son Bo was living near a burn pit in Baghdad, and he got cancer. It was not the same thing. Your son died That's out different. here in, among the civilians with the rest of us. He may have, uh, you know, from, he, he's, well, the burn pits may have been the result, you know, when it led sure. to the cancer, but he was insinuating that his son was killed in action the way theirs was. And, and it wasn't. And it was. That's 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 not cool. You know, it's terrible that that, uh, that his son passed away from cancer, uh, but sure. the way he used that, it, it was very clearly a, a, a desperate lob at trying to, you know, hey, listen, I, I, I know exactly where you, where you stand. Yet, yeah, just one of, of many times. Over the decades, where Joe Biden has either bent the truth or flat out lied, and no one really holds him to it. Yeah, he, he, st he still repeats all kinds of stories that that have been debunked, and you know, riding the train with the Chinese president and stuff like that. Yeah. Just, just story after story after story that he just everybody knows is a lie, but he he's, he he said them so much. Mm -hmm. See, if you're going to be a liar, man, you got to have a good memory. That's right. Right. That's right. Yeah. Write it down. <laughs> and nowadays, well, with that memory of his. 
Don't. Be, he doesn't even know what ends up. Don't. What's that? What's that, Joe? Don't. Okay, don't. That's that's don't. that's what he's going to tell the Hooties. That's the retaliation. He's going to tell the Hooties. Yeah, he's going to have a press conference. He's going to say, hey, hey, Hootie of the Blowfish, don't. <laughs> Hootie and the Blowfish, huh? Yeah. Speaking of which, they're, they're, I think their singer got busted for drunk driving the other day. What's that? Yeah. What are you talking he's, about? Drug charges. Yeah, Darius Rucker. Like he went, he went to the inside for the first time probably ever in his life. Well, is, he, is he is he okay? Was he in a crash? No, I don't think so. I, okay. what, 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 I mean, drug charges is what I'm hearing. Probably you know low level possession charges. Anyway, it's just there's a mugshot of the guy. Now, you get in you trouble know? if you had the devil's cabbage. I I I don't know if it was a devil's cabbage. I would hope not. Uh, Satan's lettuce. <laughs> I don't know what he had. What you said? He, well, I, all I read was drug charges, and I, and I know that. Hootie's got a mugshot now. Well, I give Hootie some clean little, cut Hootie. That would give Hootie a little street cred, I think. I think that's a good thing. Well, he, he should can, have a little. Street God cred. knows he needs it. Listen, Love uh, Hootie though. By the way, yeah, you can join us at five one two eight three six zero five ninety. Let's see. Let's squeeze some calls here. Let's do this. Let's go to uh, uh, Pam. Is checking in from Round Rock, Texas, God's country. Uh, Pam, good morning. Hey guys, how are you? Great. What's going on? Uh, you were asking for comments on the whole uh, retaliation thing for yeah. the strikes and our troops being killed. Well, those morons have already told them we're coming, and they've uh, the terrorists have already moved. They're yeah. hiding in Syria and somewhere else. So well, we'll find them. We'll we find them, right? We'll save our money at this point and wait until we know for sure where they are and then take them out. How about just go get them all? How about go take them all out? How about that? Take out Iran for sure. Well, no, I'm all for it. I, I'm just saying, let's just take out the radicals that have been attacking our our troops. You know, yeah, yeah. Uh, but but it, but it feels like uh, Pam that uh, Joe uh, Joe and the administration they're just going to send a really nice charcuterie board uh, <laughs> yeah. as retaliation. That's what it feels like. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Trey in South Austin. Trey, good morning. Hey, good morning, gentlemen. Yes. Uh, wanted to bring up a point. The uh, guy a few callers ago was talking about how. You know, them coming here, they being the migrants, uh, are, are making the prices of, of things go up. And, you know, the, the part that's missed in that is like food, for example. They're not paying for their own food. Mm. The taxpayers are paying for it. So the pa- taxpayers are actually funding. They're losing the money on tax and they're actually funding their own price increases for the stuff that they have to have. I mean, it's insane. Mm. Insane. And you've got the city council who loves to talk about affordable housing. We need more affordable housing. Yet they're paying legal fees for migrants to stay here, mm. which, of course, means that citizens who are, spo- who are here legally cannot afford housing. They're creating the own, the, their own supply and demand issues yeah. and then blaming uh, people. Well, look at this situation. God, we got to have more affordable pricing. And where are they going to go to for that? Again, the taxpayer. We are funding all of it. Okay. No, you're spot on right. You're, you're absolutely right. I mean, every city in America is talking about this affordability crisis when it comes to home ownership. Well, how can you address that problem and have an open border at the same time? Can't. Makes no, makes no sense. You can't, yeah. No, and, and we, we do not pay taxes. Taxes are taken from us from the government. That's right, it's theft. Okay? Yeah. That's an important distinction to remember. That's all I got, gentlemen. Thank, Thank you. you. Taxation is theft. Indeed it is. Nine thirty one. You hear all the Todd and us show. You could join us too at five one two eight three six zero five ninety. Something wrong with the phone there? Is that uh, Andy Hold from the Travis County Republican Party on the live news line this oh, yeah. morning? Andy, good morning. 
Hey, good morning, Todd. Yes, good morning, sir. Patrick. Man, what a great day. What's uh, what's on your mind this morning? Yeah, well, we had our chairman on earlier, and I don't know if I, I missed an uh, announcement about our elections. I wanted to reiterate that, man, we are just kicking butt when it comes to election integrity here. Right. I don't know if you heard about our uh, mail-in ballot, uh, ballot counting initiative yet, have you? I have not. Tell us all about it. Yeah, well, we got a, a um, permission from the Travis County Elections Division to hand count our ballots, and we needed 100 volunteers to do that, and we hit that mark the other day. All right, so I want to pass that along to your listeners. That's great. And, and how does that? How will that process work? Because that was controversial during some of our previous elections. So give us an idea. You know, clear up some of the confusion for folks listening out there. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, simply, we want to work with just our primary. You know, the Democrats can do what they want to do. But with our Republican primary, we wanted to go in and count all of the ballots. That was the first um, thing we had pushed for. Mm-hmm. We didn't quite get that far, but uh, um, we negotiated for the right to count the mail-in ballots, at least uh, a test pilot program to see how that goes. So we're excited to uh, see if that uh, helps and maybe we can uh, uh, catch some things going on or maybe find out that there's nothing going on at all. But yeah. either way, we want um, people to know that when you vote this year, your votes, especially if you're doing a mail-in ballot, they're going to be looked at and scrutinized by 100 faithful Republicans that we vetted and carefully recruited. So that's a major step forward for election integrity in this county and this country, frankly. And, and, and I guess the ultimate goal is to uh, restore election integrity and trust in the system. That's right. We had a lot of Republicans suited out in 2022. I mean, when I looked at the map, I saw Lake Austin was strangely vacant. And I don't know if they were all just uh, leaving their uh, houses and turning them into summer homes or Airbnbs. But mm-hmm. a lot of Republicans were missing in Pflugerville. Uh, it, was, it was sad to look at. But I think, honestly, a lot of um, casual Republican voters just thought their vote didn't count. But uh, um, we're making steps to make sure that it is. Mm-hmm. And to do that, we need a small army of um, uh, 500 plus election judges, alternate judges, uh, poll clerks, and we're hiring them right now. If you go to travisgop.com slash 2024, you can sign up and uh, these positions pay up to $22 an hour, by the way. There you go, and man. we can certainly use some more. Um, in 2022, we actually had a situation where the Democrats were drawing from our pool of volunteers because they didn't have as many. Yeah. So it was a then too, but and Andy, the progress. Andy, this is just the primary, correct? Why not? Why not the? Uh, why not November as well? Correct, just the primary for now. Well, um, the general election is handled by the county, so to change that, we need to get a new commissioner's court, a new county judge, and well, you know how that went in twenty twenty two. That's right. That's right. I hear what you're saying. Talk yeah, to me a little bit. Can, there, I, can, I, hey, cha- we, can I change? It? You did a great job. Can I change the subject a little bit about these open primaries across the state? Just your thoughts about that. Oh, please do. I would love to see personally, not speaking for the Travis GOP, but I would love to see a closed primary. And explain what that is. Most people are not familiar with that. That that means Democrats can vote in the Republican primary and vice versa, correct? Oh, yeah. You might remember the Operation Chaos discussion from Rush Limbaugh in 2008 or Mm -hmm. the Democrats talking about flipping over or Biden voters with no real... Um, competition on the Democrat side this year, turning over and voting for uh, Nikki Haley, not to bash Nikki Haley supporters any, but um, there's that possibility in an open primary where anybody can vote in any primary, Mm. whereas in a closed system, and um, methods vary on how you close it, but it would allow for a party to have a registration process, and you would have, um, you know, um, some way to uh, stop hopping from one party to the other. So, uh, and uh, various states have different ways of handling it, but uh, I would love to see Texas pursue some 
uh, program where we can stop this uh, party hopping and uh, get back down to Republicans making Republican decisions and Democrats making Democrat decisions. Makes perfect sense. Andy, yep. what's that? Uh, what's that website again? If folks want to apply for one of those positions. Uh, TravisGOP.com slash 2024. There you go. Easy enough. Thank you, Andy. Appreciate it. We'll talk to you soon, man. All right. Have a good one. Thanks, Thanks Andy. Uh, 936 here at KLBJ. You can jump in at 512-836-0590 uh, here on the Todd and Oz Show. Fady, that uh, that line looks like it locked up there. A little, a little trouble. It just kind of hit an alt-control-delete there. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Listen, the Austin Police Department top brass apparently was aware of uh, defects in the less than lethal beanbag rounds that were used uh, during the riots uh, of 2020 uh, down at police headquarters. Okay. It's all according to an investigative report, uh, KVU and the, and the Statesman, and uh, reviewing some confidential internal uh, documents. Well, the APD had apparent knowledge and information and data showing the possibility that the age and the condition of these less-than-lethal beanbags was not suitable for crowd control. In other words, they were expired, yeah. and it made them less, less effective in their design. Sure. In other words, they became hardened. They may have, uh, you know, the trajectory may have been flown off course, and it mm-hmm. created uh, more injuries than what they were designed to, um, to you know, to have. Sure. sure and sure. so, therefore, uh, apparently... There was one incident, I think in September of 2019, in which uh, a beanbag round was used on a suspect and it caused some damage. He had to have surgery, that sort of thing. And that was the first red flag in September of 2019, I think it was. Yeah, they, actually, it was uh, It was in early 2020. Okay. And and they, they described it as over-penetration. Way before the uh, the uh, the summer of love and hate yes. and the uh, the George Floyd riots and the, the war against cops. Correct, correct. And so these police officers, and here's the thing that, that, that's really tricky in this, because some of the activists are out there, they're, they're pissed, they're angry, of course. City council members are quick to get to social media because they had their prepared statements ready to go on this, because technically they knew about this from the get-go. They're going to try to pretend that they didn't, but they were briefed on this in a closed-door session and a press conference that I know of a couple of lawyers that had immediately after the arrest. They said the DA said on this information because he knew he would not get indictments against cops. Yeah. He indicted 19 of them. They were all dropped because of this information that he said on for two years, putting those families through torment mm-hmm. over the past two years, uh, putting their livelihoods in question for two years yep. when they knew this all along. I don't think the DA would have gotten any indictments if he would have presented all of the evidence including the expired munitions. Yeah, there's a good chance. Now, t- uh, go ahead. Uh, well, certainly not an indictment against all 21 of the Austin police officers who were who were under indictment. Uh, you know, maybe he could have decided to go after somebody else higher up, but but no, he just wanted to go after cops, period. This is an incredibly unethical story. Yeah. It really is. It, it it's it's a true indictment of uh of the district attorney's office. Not just him, but everybody that works in that office and some city council members, don't let them lie to you. They knew that the that there was a question about expired munitions. We talked about it. Yep. We talked oh, about yeah. it on the radio the days that followed. Yeah. Well it's it, it's I mean, it's been common knowledge for a while now that they, you know, that they were they hardened up, that they, they didn't fly straight, didn't fly true when shot. Uh the, these city council members are, 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 from what I understand, they, they had a little bit more knowledge well, than, a, they're, than they're leading on. Well, as a result of the injuries, a lot of money's been paid out. Yeah, like the tax million bucks paid about $20 million bucks, uh, to uh, about a dozen of these folks that got hit with these, these rounds. 
And, and, and here's the other side of the story we, we learned in these internal documents. On the box that holds the less lethal rounds of munitions, these beanbags, there's no expiration date on them. So the armorer, I guess, or whoever would be managing that supply chain of uh, these less lethal rounds had no, uh, no, no awareness that they would be an expiration date. Now, the company that sells them on their website, they say they will not insure or guarantee those rounds after five years. They have a five-year uh, expiration date, but there's no expiration date on the box. Well, then that you know that would tell me you know kind of like we uh, we were talking earlier with you know record and data keeping at the Austin Animal Center, you know perhaps there needs to be a little bit better uh, data keeping on when these munitions were purchased because on their website it says can't guarantee after five years, so we have to know that we're, you know whether or not we're in the five-year window. But beyond that, yeah, I mean, how do you, how do you know for sure? Yeah. If, could you go after the company, you know, for negligence because there, so. because there were no uh, expiration so. dates on the box? Maybe so. Certainly, none of the officers that were indicted for firing those shotguns that were loaded with these rounds should have faced an aggravated assault with a deadly weapon charge. Right. None of them. They were doing their jobs. And I'll tell you what, if these beanbag rounds weren't expired and they were just, you know, they would hurt. They're supposed to hurt. And they would have done their jobs because, you know, that's that's the way typically, you know, these rounds are used to control riots. Yeah. yeah. Mobs of people. Yeah. Uh, D.A. Garza should have, uh, he should be questioned, but he won't because, you know, he, he just won't, uh, he won't do that kind of interview. But he should explain when he knew that the rounds were expired. Mm. When did he find out? Did he present that information to the grand jury? I don't think he did because I don't think he would have gotten the indictments. I think he presented evidence to get an indictment because he ran a campaign to indict cops. Yeah, and don't forget that he had he had that staffer in his office uh, who who you know put a, a a job posting out somewhere you know saying hey come to Austin you know if you want to indict cops can work work with us you know I mean that that was that was the plan all along that was the plan all along yeah so you know, he's just uh, kind of like Biden with the border you know he's doing exactly what he said he was going to do all right jump in. Yeah, 512-836-0590. It is 946 uh, here on the Todd and I Show. Got some rain that's going to be rolling in. It's, it's already been misty all, all morning long. and some showers here and there, but uh, we may get some more heavier rainfall uh, this evening as that front pulls through. We need it. We definitely, our lake need it. Bad. Well, I'm not going to complain about rain in Texas, that's for sure. We need, we, we need it. No. Uh, 512-836-0590. The federal government is ordering several employees... Uh, off of their VPN service after some Chinese hackers were able to, uh, well, to uh, infiltrate it. The Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency, or CISA as it's known, says that these pose a, quote, significant, unacceptable risk. Now, CISA director Jen Easterly says China has already gotten in. CISA teams have found and eradicated Chinese intrusions in multiple critical infrastructure sectors, including aviation, water, energy, transportation. Now, based on this information, this is likely just the tip of the iceberg. The hearing Ray also revealed a PRC-backed Chinese hacking group was just caught attempting to target America's critical infrastructure. Now, the Attorney General uh, Merrick Garland also commented on this situation, uh, saying that the United States will continue to dismantle militias and cyber operations from countries like China. Yeah. It's dangerous, you know. Uh, you just you, you uh, infiltrate infrastructure and, and induce societal panic mm. and just disrupt everybody's day to day life. Mm. 
It can happen. It can happen very easily. Oh, I think it's going to happen. Yeah. I, I think we all should be prepared for something, some sort of big nationwide hack. I mean, and and that's just that's not me. I'm not trying to scare you. That's not me hyping it up. Right. That's what the FBI Christopher Ray says. That's what the FBI director says. Yeah. They're doing something. They're planning something. They're going to do something. That's what he said this week on uh, Capitol Hill. Right. And, and according to uh, the director of uh, Cybersecurity and Infrastructure uh, Security Agency. Uh, she says that the Chinese military doctrine is to induce societal panic in their adversary. And arguably, uh, that's, you know, this is part of it. Sure. So uh, I, I, I'm i with you, you know, and I mean, imagine we, we saw what happened with the pipeline. Uh, what was it, just last year? Mm-hmm. And, and I imagine that, you know, multiple pipelines and communications going down where you can't call people, you know, just basic stuff like that. Water treatment plants just going, going awry. And then, you know, we had that that citywide boil water order a few years ago. Can imagine that constantly happening. I mean, you know, lives could be disrupted just by things like that. Yeah, it is uh, nine forty eight. Uh, we do have a full report of that story on our website at newsradioklbj.com. Listen, uh, Gavin Newsom. He says uh, this was in a Zoom meeting involving uh, the, the the governor of California and a few other uh, high ranking officials there. Well, anyway, uh, Gavin Newsom in this Zoom call. He says that he was uh, visiting a local Target, and um, he got blamed for a shoplifting incident to his face by a worker that did not recognize him. He called it (laughs) remarkable. Yeah, during a Zoom call, Newsom said that he was in a checkout line at a Target when uh, somebody walked out without paying. And nobody chased the guy. Of course. And Gavin Newsom to the employee there, what are you doing? Why aren't you chasing him? Well, we can't. Why? Why? Well, because of the governor. <laughs> they didn't know they were talking to the governor. The woman says, oh, he's just walking out. He didn't pay for that. I said, well, why are you stopping? She goes, oh, the governor. I swear to God, true story. And my mom's great. The governor lowered the threshold. There's no, there's no, there's no accountability. There's no, I said, it's just not true. And she, I, she goes, I said, we have the 10th toughest, $950, the 10th toughest in America. She doesn't even know what he's talking about. By the way, it's the 10th. Well, he toughest. said it right there. Did you hear him say the $950? Yeah. That's the threshold. <laughs> and that's, that's the 10th toughest in America. That's the 10th toughest. We're the that's, 10th toughest in America. Boy, that's rough. That $950 <laughs> threshold is when they will prosecute a case. you got to steal at least $950 worth of product before the, the DA will actually do something about it. Yeah. And, and this worker was saying, well, it's a waste of time to, to chase him. The governor won't prosecute them. Yeah, and the worker would probably get fired, too. Not to, Yeah. If he did nowadays. That's true. That's true. And the governor said, why aren't you chasing him? It's just amazed how this guy is able to say these things right to your face. Yeah. Yeah. Well, soon enough, he'll be standing on the national scene as he's running for, uh, you know, president. We may see it sooner rather than later. Do you think so? Well, I hope not. October. You think then? I think, I, not October. When it's too late for anything else? No, I think it'll be before the August Democrat convention, actually. Yeah, before just before. What if they what if they trucked him out at the convention? They may surprise move. By the way, we nominate California Governor Gavin Newsom. He might to be the next president of the United States. Listen, the former president and the Republican frontrunner Donald Trump is pushing back against the Biden administration's push to move the country towards uh, using more electric vehicles instead of gas powered ones. He spoke in an exclusive interview just a few minutes ago on the Fox Business Channel. If Biden gets elected. You won't have an auto worker working in the United States. Everything's going over to China and other countries outside. This electric car mandate is insane. They don't go far. They cost too much. And they're going to be made in China. Yeah, the uh, full interview with the former president uh, will be aired Sunday at 10 o'clock 
uh, on the Fox Business Channel. He's right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it w- would be made in China. Yeah. The yeah. Jo- the jobs would vanish. I, I and, and, you know, God knows. I mean, we, you know, we need as many jobs here as we can. We need to give people first the right of first refusal here. Yeah. Yeah. Now, the former president also talked about this uh, this ongoing debate about the border uh, funding bill and border security. Uh, here he is talking with the Fox Business Channel. You know, they're not releasing the papers. That's always a bad sign. Nobody can get a hold of the papers. They said papers. they're going to release it Friday night. I mean, the why? text is Friday Why night. weren't they releasing it earlier than that? Because it's no good, and it's no good for the Republicans. And frankly, any Republican that signs it should be ashamed of himself or herself. Yeah, he's talking about how uh, nobody's got a chance to read this deal yeah. yet. So it hasn't been released yet. Could be released uh uh, possibly tonight, maybe Sunday. I don't think there's anything you can do that's worse than a bad immigration deal, and they're doing a bad deal. You're better off not having a deal than having a bad deal, and that's what they're negotiating. Uh, I agree. Yeah. Sorry, I mean to cut you off. No, no, go ahead. Uh, but I, I, Dan Crenshaw, you know, he he's saying the exact opposite, saying, "Well, we need to go with this because you know uh, at least we'll be cutting it down some." I'm yeah. a Trump on this one, though. You know, it's a bad deal. It's a bad deal, and the reason why they're waiting so long to release a text on it. Is so you don't have enough time. The, the, the public doesn't have enough time to digest what's in it. That's right. And, you know, and, and of course, we also know how it works in the House when they, they've got they've to pass it before they can know what's in it. That's right. Uh, 512-836-0590 uh, here on the Todd and Oz Show. You stumbled across a story out of, uh, where is this out of? Uh, the diaper group? What's the name <laughs> of this thing? What is this? Uh, what are this you is out about? of New Hampshire. I heard you and Vandy kind of talking about it in the break. And I it's out of sure. New Hampshire. Small town in New Hampshire, ups, uh, upset about a new business called the Diaper Spa. It's a business yeah. called the Diaper Spa. And it's exactly what you Where think. babies go? No. No, no, no. It's where grown adults wear diapers, pretend to be babies. The owner's a therapist. Says it's not a fetish thing. Claims it's a form of therapy to help you, you know, deal with childhood issues. We call that the sports department. <laughs> <laughs> Who the diaper the hell spa. Do they think they are? Uh, it, it, it's it's close to a park. People are worried about that, but the owner, a licensed therapist, says it's it's just where it's a t- it's targeted therapy for working out childhood issues in a fun way. She says grown ass men and women, yeah, going to diaper spa to to walk around and pretend to be a baby. Cost I'm you, Don Pryor. Cost you six hundred bucks for a two hour session too. Well, I could do that at home or. Fifteen hundred bucks for a diaper B and B. How is this not a fetish thing? That Woo! is weird, man. Where is this? This is uh, in uh, it's a New small Hampshire? town in New Hampshire. I can't find the name of the town. I'm open to it. Weirdos, man. Oh my. Well, you know. Oh, then there's a virtual play date. You get a virtual play date too for two hundred bucks. Sports directors for sure. Regression. Regret. Well, we're good at that in this country, That's right? Weirdo. The diaper spa. The Todd and Oz Show weekday mornings five to ten on News Radio KLBJ. Most professional exterior paint jobs are guaranteed two to three years. Rhino Shield is guaranteed for 25 years. Hey, everybody, Todd Jeffries here for Rhino Shield. It's a ceramic coating that is eight times thicker than paint. It can be applied over any surface, including wood, bricks, stucco, steel, hardyboard, vinyl, even your roof. And right now, they're offering a 15% discount. For a free quote, Texas Rhino Shield at 855 855- Rhino TX. That's 855 Rhino TX. And online, TexasRhinoShield.com.